Hello, and welcome to this episode of Everyday Affirmations, the podcast. I am your host and author of the book, Everyday Affirmations, 365 Days of Thought-Provoking Daily Affirmations and Journal Prompts. This week is a little bit different because I am recording this and publishing this on a Tuesday. I was traveling on Monday, so I'm a day late, but you know, we're human, things happen, and hopefully you get the same value at the beginning of your week as you usually would on a Monday. That being said, I'm going to jump right in and read the thought of the week, the affirmation of the week, and the journal prompt of the week. This week, I randomly flipped to page 207, so day 207, The thought is, if you find yourself giving more energy than you are receiving, take a step back and reevaluate. The affirmation is, I recognize my output versus my input, and I reevaluate as necessary. And the journal prompt is, when do I find myself consistently giving more than I am receiving? So not to toot my own horn, but this is why I love this book, and this is why I use this book and truthfully, why I wrote this book. Because I think that whether you use it as a daily affirmation practice, or you just flip to random pages when you feel like you need a little something, somehow the right passage, the right day, the right thought always comes up. And for me, this day seems like it was chosen by the universe for me to see this, to read this, to get the value that I need out of this because I find myself currently going through um, a lot of this feeling, right? That I am a natural giver, a natural caretaker, a natural empath, and someone who is very generous with my time and with my energy. I think that I also chose a career path, which gives me the ability to be generous with my time and my energy and be able to listen. Um, And I'm very fulfilled by that. But I think that sometimes when I have the career that I have paired with relationships, um, whether they be romantic or platonic or familial, that I am giving so much to in my day-to-day life on top of giving so much to my clients, sometimes I feel depleted by those situations. And right now in particular, I'm having kind of a come to moment in understanding that the more that I run myself around for everybody else, the more effort that I put into situations that are non-reciprocal, the more energy that I give to people who are not giving the same energy back the more burnt out that I feel. And for me, my clients and my close relationships are my number one priority in my life. I find myself very conscious of what kind of energy I'm putting out and what kind of energy I am getting back. Um, And I find that when I go beyond that and spread myself thin in other ways, you know, maybe with friendships that aren't as close or maybe with people that need my help. Um, you know, it's, it is honestly an honor and a privilege to be able to give to people. Like I think that there are just certain people in this world who are capable of truly giving their all to other people. 
I believe that I am someone who is capable of this. I am capable of giving a lot of time, giving a lot of energy to other people, other situations. Um, and a lot of times that means sacrificing the time and energy that I give myself, which is the unhealthy piece of that. But I do believe that some people in this world are just gifted with the ability to not only listen, but to really understand, comprehend, give feedback, have conversations, actually physically go out and do things that would maybe be difficult for other people to do. Um, And I feel like in the last couple of months, I have had a lot of things that I've needed to show up for. And I, again, find myself going above and beyond for these certain events or these people. And then I'm finding that the energy that I get in return is not even comparable to what I'm giving out. So I'm very proud of myself in my adult life that I've surrounded myself with a wonderful group of people who I'm very close with who are reciprocal energy givers and receivers. I feel like with all of my adult friendships and in all of my adult relationships that I've chosen for myself, that I really have done a good job narrowing in on what is important to me. And that is that there are these reciprocal relationships. And I think something to keep in mind this whole conversation is that I'm not talking about tit for tat. I'm not talking about, well, I gave you 40 minutes of my time and I need that 40 minutes back some other way. It's not about that. It's a general reciprocation. I mean, you can feel it, right? When you're in a one-sided relationship with somebody or when you are giving exponentially more to somebody that they can give to you, and that might be a capability thing and that might be circumstantial. You know, I think we all have moments where we need more from other people and can't necessarily give as much. But for the most part, I think that relationships that are healthy are pretty 50, 50. And I have found myself in my life setting relationships up, um, so that I am the constant giver and the other person is the constant receiver. I used to do this in romantic relationships all the time. I have done this in my familial relationships all the time. It was my duty and my mission and my primary focus growing up to make sure that everybody else around me was comfortable and taken care of when I never felt comfortable or taken care of. Um, And it does a lot to your nervous system. It takes a toll on you after certain amounts of time. There's only so long that you can be in these non-reciprocal relationships and actually feel good, not only about yourself, but about the people around you. You know, I find that when I'm in a relationship that feels very one way, and again, sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes I set it up this way because this is what I know from childhood. And I have to be careful about repeating this pattern consciously as an adult. But I find that I become resentful and it's not something that I want to be. In my primary relationships, especially with family and in my relationships romantically when I was younger, I set it up or perhaps I was made to set it up at first. Um, but I, I definitely felt more comfortable in this role of being kind of the more dominant player in a relationship. And that became 
exhausting. I don't know how else to put it. I think like when I think about when I feel the burnout of giving so much and not receiving so much, it feels like I'm fried. Like it feels like my nervous system is fried. It feels like I absolutely can't take on one more thing. And it actually gets me to a place where it's so much more difficult for me to then properly take care of myself because by the time that I'm done making sure that everybody else has their shit together, getting my shit together takes that much more time, that much more energy. And I, again, end up worse off for it. I know a lot of people that are like this. And I know that a lot of people who are type A, a lot of people who are very organized, a lot of people who are very capable, especially a lot of women who are very capable. This is something that we find ourselves feeling often, whether or not we actually sit to acknowledge that this is the feeling. There is often this baseline understanding that we are the givers and that we are the people who need to make everything happen if we want things to happen. And the time left that we have to give to ourselves gets smaller and smaller and less significant until we finally crack. A week and a half ago, I cracked and it was because I had been trying so hard to be everything else for everyone else and giving so much energy to the people who I felt in my life needed it the most. And I love to do that. I really do. I wish that there wasn't this point of burnout. It's the human response to just this energy depletion. And, you know, I find that when I have those moments, I look at all the things in my life that I do for myself. And when I haven't done one or two or three or four or 10 of those things in the last month or two months or three months, I absolutely can see how my cup begins to feel super empty. So when I begin to feel like this, First of all, I take responsibility for the fact that I have created a lot of these situations. You know, I am not a victim of my own doing. You know, I feel that I can take on a lot and I have a very difficult time saying no. And that often leads to this feeling that I'm talking about, this kind of burnt out, frazzled, fried feeling of, okay, now what? Obviously, I have to rebuild. And so where am I going to begin? So the first part of that is the ownership, right? I have been doing too much for other people. I have not been saying no enough, and I have not been taking care of myself in the ways that I know make me truly happy and that fill my cup up. Okay, so then understanding that, I look back and I think about the last couple weeks or months, however long I have been feeling this way, and think about the things that I've done for myself over that period of time. And sometimes that is as small as meditating every day, which is something that really helps me, even if it's just five minutes. And other times that's something that's a little bit bigger, like going to get a massage, going to get a pedicure, taking time to relax. And also just having the routine of going to 
workout and getting up at the times that I want to in the morning and, and giving myself creative time to write, to create content, etc. So once I've taken ownership of the fact that I have done this to myself, um, and then looked at all the things that I've been missing over the last couple of weeks, it's time to kind of rebuild. And I have my clients do the same thing in the first few weeks when I start working with people. Um, and that is to kind of keep this tally list over two, three weeks of all the things that you do that make you genuinely happy or make you genuinely comfortable. Or, um, you know, I make everybody pick kind of three words that are most important to them, right? For some it's security, for some it's comfort, for some it's happiness. And then to keep a tally, whether it's in the notes section of your phone or on a piece of paper, or just in your head of things that make you feel this way. The point of this exercise is to begin to build the foundation of which you can stand on and come back to when you are starting to feel like your life is unbalanced, right? When you start to feel like things are getting away from you, when you feel like you're not giving yourself enough time or energy, going back to this kind of list. And again, eventually it becomes this very subconscious practice, but it is a nice thing to physically have so that you can look at, especially at the beginning of doing this. So, you know, for me, I'm always looking for more energy. I'm always looking for calm and peace, and I'm always looking for safety and comfort. So things that make me feel those ways, right? If I want energy, I go to a soul cycle class or I drink a shit ton of water or I take my time to have my coffee in the morning and meditate. Okay. Those are a couple things that make me feel energized. Good sleep is also one of those things, but I do struggle with sleep. Um, so if I want to feel peace or calm, something that makes me feel that way is like cooking on a Sunday or cleaning my apartment. It has a lot to do with my own home and what that means for me. And then as far as, you know, comfort and safety goes, just making sure that I always know that I'm putting myself in the right kinds of situations, that I'm not doing everything for everybody else and sacrificing my own comfort or safety, but that I'm actually putting that first, you know, sometimes that's, that's enough. There are a million different things, um, that make different people feel comfortable and safe for me. It's routine, it's planning. Um, and that's important to me. So knowing that all of those things are important for me in my day to day to feel like I am giving myself the energy that I need in order to go out into the world and give other people my energy, but also to have a full cup at all times. Those are the things that I always go back to when I'm trying to rebuild. And, you know, there's this great analogy that I heard many years ago, and I can never remember where I heard it exactly. But if you look it up, I'm sure you can find it. So stick with me for a second because this will make sense, but it sounds a little bit silly at the beginning. Um, But basically the analogy was that there were these two vases of flowers that were outside and it was raining. And one of the vases was um, the giver in the situation. And every time that the vase would fill up with rainwater, um, 
it would give, it would try to, to wiggle itself over to the other vase and pour some of its water into that vase so that that flower could bloom and that that flower could have enough. And at some point in time, um, you know, the vase kept doing this, kept filling up with water, passing it on, filling up with water, passing it on. But at one point in time, when it went to pass the water to the other vase, it fell and shattered into a million pieces. And the point of the analogy is that had the giver just stood up straight and not kept giving its water away, that not only would it not have shattered into a million pieces, but that it would have naturally been filled up with the rainwater. And so would the other vase. When we feel like we have to give so much and when we are not allowing ourselves to fill our own cup up or allowing other people to help us fill our cup up because there are relationships that will do that. There are people in life that will give you more energy and that will give you happiness and comfort and safety and all those good feelings that we all want to feel. And that's part of the the full cup. But if we are constantly trying to give some of our water to every single person around us without allowing ourselves to be full, then eventually we're going to shatter because relationships are meant to be reciprocal. That's why there are relationships. They're between more than one person. And our relationship with ourself is also, you know, between mind, body, and soul. What does your mind need? What does your body need? What does your soul need in order to be in alignment The final thoughts would be that it is so important to have reciprocal relationships in your life. It is so important to feel like you are giving and you are also receiving. And that's in everything. That's with your family. That's with your group of friends. Any person that you surround yourself with in your career, you know, again, my career is based on me giving more than I receive. However, it fulfills me so much that that's something that fills my cup up, right? So that's why that's my priority because I'm fulfilled by that. It's purposeful for me. I feel when I get off the phone with my clients, like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. That's the point, right? It's just about gauging when you actually can do these things versus when you are doing too much of the giving and making sure that the relationships that you are engaging in as an adult are meaningful and that are giving you something back, time, energy, peace, calm, comfort, happiness, joy, laughter, Any of the things that you need on a regular basis, if your relationships are taking those things away from you more often than they are giving, then it's time to reevaluate as the prompt says. At some point in time, you have to be your own first priority because as I say in almost every other podcast episode, it all comes back to this. We are only as good for the rest of the world as we are to ourselves. 
We cannot be good for everyone else unless we are being good to ourselves. It just doesn't work. You know that. When you feel 50%, you go out into the world and you can only give 50%. When you feel 80%, you can go out into the world and give 80. When you feel 10, you can't even go out in the world and give anything. You know, it's just one of those very obvious but also very profound truths that has to be constantly at the forefront. Your relationship with yourself, the way that you develop yourself, the way that you are willing to grow, the way that you operate in your day-to-day has to be coming from a foundational place of, I love myself enough to do this. And I know that if I do this for myself now, if I take my energy away from certain things, if I take my time and attention away from certain things, if I give my time and energy to myself And if I do the things that make me feel happy and fulfilled and like my cup is full, then I know that all of my other relationships that are meant to be in my life will survive and will be okay. Because not only will I be better for them, but those people want that for me also. You know, think about the people that you love the most in your life. I want the people that I love the most in my life to be happy. Before they're happy with me, I want them to be happy with themselves. You know, and that's, I think, a good indication of who you have around you. Are the people around you making you feel like your self care, your self love, your self understanding is selfish? Or are they encouraging you to give yourself more so that you can receive more? I think that's a good place to end this episode. It was longer than I thought it was going to be, but I really, you know, again, it's exactly why I wrote this book. It's cathartic to have these journal prompts, to have these thoughts, to have these affirmations, and to really be able to either talk about them out loud or write out on paper what we're feeling. Um, And right now, you know, this was kind of like my little therapy session. So thank you for being here. I hope that you got some value out of it. And I hope that it gives you something to think about this week. To close out, I would like you to do what we always do, which is that wherever you are right now, just take a deep breath in, lower your shoulders, unclench your jaw, Close your eyes if you can and say out loud or in your head, I recognize my input versus my output and I reevaluate as necessary. Again, deep breath in, exhale and say, I recognize my output versus my input and I reevaluate as necessary. Such a good one. If I do say so myself, (laughs) I know we talk about this concept often, but I think sometimes it's just really important to have conversations with yourself, ask yourself questions and get to know yourself better so that you can be the best version of yourself and thus enjoy your life, maximize all of the things that are available to you. Because it's so worth it at the end of the day to feel whole. And that comes with knowing yourself, loving yourself, liking yourself, giving yourself the amount of energy that you need in order to fill your cup up, giving your 
energy then to other people who reciprocate that and who value you and who make your life better. We go through such difficult times in life that everything that you choose for yourself, relationships included, should just be an added bonus. You know, we can't choose every relationship, right? We are born into families. We have certain people that are around us for different kinds of reasons, right? Coworkers, et cetera. But the relationships that we choose should be reciprocal and should be a value add and a bonus to everything else. And if it's not that, if they are not that, then it's good to just take a step back and think about what needs to change whether it's coming from you or coming from the people that are around you. But I think that the first step is always that you go within and you start filling your cup up. And like I said, do that exercise, you know, take a tally of all the things that make you feel good over the next couple of weeks and build the foundation on that. When you feel like you've given a lot of energy, go back to that list of things and do a few of them to get yourself back on track. It will help center you. Okay. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Again, my apologies for a Tuesday podcast instead of a Monday podcast, but hopefully it was helpful. And I appreciate you all so much for listening. If you want more of this content, you can find everyday affirmations, the book, um, really anywhere where books are sold at this point, walmart.com, Barnes and Noble, Balboa press is my publisher, Amazon, of course, soft cover, hardcover, Kindle, just Google, and you will find the book. Thank you again. I hope that you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you on Monday. 